Welcome to another episode of Living and Ultra Life. My name is Mike, I'm your host, and this week I'd like to talk to you about living an ultra life because an ordinary life is already taken. Long, long ago in, in a far distant future, I was a much different person. I was kind of dead emotionally, spiritually, you know, physically, I was a wreck. I mean, I was barely able to make it up the flight of stairs at our townhouse without you know, having to pause and take a breath. And I tell people it was like I was a dead man walking around pretending I had it all together, never really letting anybody close. Definitely not allowing anybody to know that going to sleep at night was miserable because I had all these dreams that were more like a nightmare that would come to me. And, and it was just I was not living a very good life. So I ate and drank pretty much whatever I could get my hands on to try and fill the gaping wounds. And my physical body changed in a way I never accepted, really thought it would. Most people didn't know if they would run into me at the time that I was on a slow march to 300 pounds because I hit the 250 plus pounds under loose fitting clothing. You know, people didn't really know that I was getting heavy. Outward appearances made it look like I was doing okay. I mean, at 45, I was still married to the same girl I married at 21. I still held down a sales job and was moderately successful. I went to church every Sunday and occasionally... I would act like I still believed in an amazing, loving God. But inside, peeking up through all that deadness that overwhelmed me, there was a tiny glimmer of a desire to start living again. And really, for me, living an ultra life began with, I decided to choose living again. I think a lot of people get confused when they hear living an ultra life, and they're like, I don't want to run an ultra marathon. And I'm like, that's okay. You don't have to run an ultra marathon, but you can live an ultra life because an ultra life is just that life that's being lived to the full. That life that's saying, okay, all the emptiness and all the social media trying to measure up to whatever it is we're trying to measure up to, all that stuff doesn't matter. What I want to do is I want to live a full life again. And that's what I decided to do. I don't know what it is, 12 years ago now, I just decided, okay, I'm going to start living again. So we, my wife, I talked my wife into joining a gym, which was kind of fun. We did it together. We had a blast. We laughed. We learned that there actually is something about nutrition, that the food that you put into your body produces things in your body. And some of those things with the food, the pre-processed foods that we were putting in our body and stuff... Yeah, they weren't all that charming. And so, you know, we, we learned to eat better. We learned to exercise. So, you know, it was, it was a lot of stuff that was happening that was good. We did this 10-week boot camp at a local gym. And uh, we, we learned at first exercises that our bodies didn't like. I'm telling you, we came home from the gym some nights and it was everything we could do to crawl up the stairs. And I literally do mean it felt like we were crawling up the stairs, you know, the, the behind scoot on a, on a step. Okay, now behind up to the next step, behind up to the next step, all the way up the stairs. And then fall into the shower and then fall into bed. And uh, we were wore out, but we learned how to interact with people that were as out of shape as we were physically and emotionally. They didn't judge us. We 
hung out with people that were in really good shape and they didn't judge us. And we learned a lot of things. And through that boot camp, we reversed the weight game and I began to lose a lot of the pounds that I put on. And this really, really strange thing happened. One day we were at the gym and we were doing kickboxing in kangoo boots, which if you've never tried it, is an absolute blast. You got to be around Jenny when you're doing it, though, because you will hear the strangest noises come out of her mouth. Watching her was almost as much fun. Listening to her was almost as much fun as doing it. Because, I mean, we heard the and noises like that. You know, her taking it out on the on the punching bag and everything. I used to visualize that maybe she was picturing my face, but I don't think she ever did really want to punch me. Well, she probably has. I, I would have wanted to punch me at times in our married life, our 36 years of married life. But, I mean, it was a blast. But one day, this instructor said, okay. Everybody outside and run around the building. Now, I know I've said this before, but you got to picture me before this point. I looked at the dude and I was like, no, I'm sorry. I'm no, I'm, I'm out on that. And he's like, Mike, just go outside, and run around the building. And so I'm expecting to go outside, run around the building. My knees hurt afterwards. I was just I was just expecting it to be painful and miserable. And I knew I was going to hate it. I liked it. It was really weird. We ran around the building that first day and we kept on going to this class because the instructor was a lot of fun. He was one of those guys that was really, really fit. I mean, he had he he had the kind of body that I just look at and go, wow, that I never had that. And but he was an amazing guy. And so he used to I don't know when it was, but one day he said, OK, everybody out. We're going to run a mile. And I was like, <laughs> a mile, you're a funny guy. We're, we're going to run a mile. Well, we took off into this neighborhood with him leading us and bouncing on the kangoo boots through this neighborhood. We had to look funny. I mean, you know, I, I, I think back on it and I'm like, those people in that neighborhood had to think, what in the world just got loosed? Because like the Chesapeake City Jail was across the street from where our gym was. And I, and I wonder if they thought the insane inmates escaped and they're bouncing through our neighborhood like Tigger. Living an Ultra Life is brought to you by Forge Glory Athletics. Forge Glory Athletics is a science-driven, client-proven, premier running company that instills strong introspective pillars through disciplines of movement that award personal growth in multiple aspects of the athlete's life without injury. We must find the light within ourselves before others can follow. Christopher Guerra. It was funny, but we had a great time. I mean, it was just amazing. And I found something out, you know, I would get out and I'd start running in these kangoo boots. And I found out there was just this piece that happened with the running. And the strangest thing happened. I fell in love with running. And through the falling in love with running... I figured out that, you know what, I can live again. And you know what, life isn't over just because a lot of my dreams had died and hopes and stuff that I thought were going to happen had died. Life didn't end. And it was this amazing journey 
from that point, from just putting on a pair of kangoo boots and going and bouncing outside a building to in October of 2011, going and bouncing throughout Washington, D.C. and doing the Marine Corps Marathon and finishing the Marine Corps Marathon. And I don't even remember the time. I know it was well over five hours, but I don't remember how long it took me. It took me a long time. Now, some of the things that happened during my first marathon was I had started out with these two gals and we were doing the um, the run walk interval. And so we all decided on, on a run walk interval and we stuck together. We got to around the 16 mile mark and one of the girls had forgot to bring goose. And so we had to kind of shuffle around and get some goose for her and everything. And then there's this stretch, and I think it's like at the 20-mile mark where you've run across this bridge on 395, and they got the highway closed off, and so you're running across the Delaware River, I think it is. I might have that right. Who knows? But we're running across it, and I was just you know bouncing along, having a good time, and I thought they were with me. And I got to the other end of the bridge, and I realized they weren't there, and so I ran back to check on them. So I'm not sure how long the bridge was, but I think I freaked everybody out because they were tracking me on the little tracker. And all of a sudden, my my little dot, I guess, was moving backwards. And so I remember my parents were freaked out because they thought something was wrong. All I was really doing was going back to check on my friends. They were struggling. So they said, hey, go ahead, go finish up the race. We'll get there. Wait for us at the finish line. So I did. So I finished up the Marine Corps Marathon, ran up the Iwo Jima Hill at the end, Crossed the finish line, burst into tears um, because I realized that I had just done something really, really hard. And, you know, processing it the next week, I realized I wanted to do it again and again and again and again. Because, see, you know, when I when I started this thing, I said living an ultra life because an ordinary life is already taken. I didn't want to live an ordinary life. I didn't want to live a life where I was just doing the things that I was capable of. And I was like, okay, I've run a marathon. Let's do it again. Let's see how much better I can get at it. And what I did was, so the first marathon I ran in my kangoo boots, but I'd been studying how to run in shoes so that I could be a real runner. I could do my little Pinocchio thing here. I want to be a real runner. And so, you know, I, I decided I wanted to be a real runner and run in tennis shoes and everything. And so I got my tennis shoes and I studied it and I found zero drop shoes were the best thing for people like me who have not great knees. And I started running. I think I've told the story before. I I began to run pain-free and I skinnied down to right. I kind of was balancing right around 200 pounds. I went to 200, then up to 220, back down to 200, up to 220, back down to 200. It was that yo-yo thing. And I could never really get under 200, but... The January before my 50th birthday, I, I announced to my wife in the kitchen that I was running 50 miles on my 50th birthday. And she, of course, looked at me and said, okay, I already know you're insane, so we won't even cover that ground before because we know you're insane, but why? And I told her, I said, I just want to do a visual sign that says I'm starting my second half of my life stronger. And so that's what I did. And with the Bighorn Mountains of Sheridan, Wyoming as my backdrop, I went out and I ran 50 miles with the assistance of my beautiful forever girlfriend who serenaded me at about 42 miles. It was the most beautiful song you've ever heard. I don't remember the name of the song. I'm sure she'll remind me. What was the name of the song? Impossible 
Oh, the, the impossible dream. That's right. It was the impossible dream. And if you've never heard Jenny Horner sing the impossible dream, you haven't lived. Neither had the rancher who came out of his ranch house to make sure we were okay. I'm not quite sure why he wanted to make sure we were okay. Two people out, you know, running down the dirt road in the middle of nowhere, Sheridan, Wyoming, with one of them singing very loudly the impossible dream to the best of her ability. But it was beautiful. And so we crossed that line and finished 50 miles. And things have never been the same ever since. Because from that point, I said, all right, if I've done that, let's do a race. So I ran my first ultra marathon in that fall. And uh, that was a lot of fun. It was a 50K. It was very hard. Uh, I had friends that helped me. And so that was good. And I haven't stopped since. I have run a lot of ultra marathons. I think my last ultra marathon finish in May was my 50th ultra marathon race finish. So pretty excited about that, which means that number 51 will be at Cape Fear in October. And uh, we're going to see if we can slay that 24 hour dragon at that one. But, you know, that's that's where the adventures have begun. And so really the point I want to make in, in this whole podcast is simply this. I'm a dork. I know I'm a dork. I love to read everything I can possibly get about running. I read anything that sits still long enough. I, Jenny will tell you that if a piece of paper sits still long enough, I will pick it up. I will read it fully. doesn't matter if it's a grocery receipt. I will read it. I love to read. And so I read a lot of books. But one of the things that I have read is that I think there's a lot of us that are living to our capabilities. We're living and we're doing life at what we're capable of. And I dream about not living what I'm capable of. I dream about living life for that greater capacity that I know I was created for. My my absolute dream is, is not... I was talking to somebody today and we, and we were talking about, you know, legacy. And I told him, I said, I have no desire to build a legacy. What I want to do is I want to leave a legacy. And what I want to do as I leave a legacy is something that it's not about Mike and it's not about what I've accomplished or what I've done. What I want to do is I want to build a legacy that is about helping other people live lives where they discover their capacity and then they move toward that spot of living for capacity. See, I think it's more important to leave a legacy than build a legacy because building a legacy is all about us. Hopefully that will get edited out because that was very loud. I'm not quite sure what she's doing. Dipping my cat in a bowl of water. Very strange. <laughs> If you want to watch weird things happen, come over to the Horner household. You never know what you're going to see in the evening. It could just amaze you. I'm not sure what that has to do with living an ultra life because an ordinary life is already taken. But, you know, people who dip their cat in a bowl of water just don't live ordinary lives. So with that, we'll just sort of wrap this up with <laughs> thank you for listening to Living an ultra life where there's no ordinary happening around here. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>